This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Monday, the 1st of November. In your sport today, Jordan Dugowie is stood down after his New York arrest. Australia's World Cup chances have taken a hit. Carl Chalmers sets a super world record. And Hollywood comes to Wales. This is your sport today. We start with AFL and the news that Collingwood Magpies forward Jordan Dugowie was arrested and charged over the weekend for an alleged incident at a bar in New York. Yeah, and Fez, last night he was stood down indefinitely by the Magpies, which is a big deal because he is one of their best players. Now, what we know so far is that Dugowie and Aussie friend Luke Dyson were charged with assault and forcible touching early on Saturday morning New York time. And this is serious because both of those charges can lead to jail time. The alleged incident happened after a woman called police saying that she'd been groped by both men while on the dance floor. Police then say a man tried to break it up, but he was hit with a glass bottle by Dyson, and then both the Aussie guys hit the man while he was on the floor. Yeah, police say the man who stepped in suffered swelling after the attack, and Dugowie and his friend were arrested at the scene and spent the night in police custody. Just this August, Dugowie actually had an indecent assault charged against a woman from 2015 withdrawn. So what's next for Dugowie, Gabs? Well, Dugowie pleaded not guilty to both the charges after he appeared in front of a judge wearing a bathrobe, which was his Hollywood costume. He's got to appear in court again on December 8, and his future at the Magpies is now in serious doubt. Collingwood said that they are disappointed and that he won't be allowed to play or train at the club's facilities, but they are going to continue to pay Dugowie. The AFL said that the Integrity Department is going to investigate once they have more information on the situation. Yeah, expect to hear plenty more about this story in the coming days. Uh, Dugowie had been in the States on a fitness camp ahead of the 2022 season, which is actually the final year of his current contract. Let's talk some cricket now, and Australia's hopes of making the men's T20 World Cup semi-finals took a bit of a hit yesterday morning, and that's after England beat them by eight wickets with 50 balls to spare. That's never happened before to Australia. Yeah, Aussie sporting teams usually like setting new records, but probably not this one after England chased down the target of 126 in just 11.4 overs. Now, in this tournament, only the top two teams make the semis from each group, and Australia is now third in their group behind England and South Africa. They are equal with South Africa on points, but behind on net run rate, which is a tiebreaker, and it works kind of like the four and against in footy. So basically, the more runs you score and the fewer runs you concede, the better. Both teams still have two matches left and South Africa do have to play England, who are the best team in the world at the moment. If they lose to England and Australia win their last two matches, then the Aussies go through. But if not, then things could get really tight. Yeah, two big matches coming up for the Aussies. The first one is against Bangladesh. That's on at 9pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time on Thursday. Then it's the West Indies at the same time on Saturday. Now, Australia still have a good chance of making the semis. Uh, India, on the other hand, they're going to find it really tough now after they lost New Zealand this morning. India were a pre-tournament favourite, but now will need results to go their way after losing to both Pakistan and the Kiwis. 
Staying with cricket, three former Australian men's test players passed away since you last heard from us on Friday. Ashley Mallett, Alan Davidson and Peter Philpott have died. Mallett was considered Australia's greatest off-spinner before a guy named Nathan Lyon turned up. Yeah, he was. And in fact, Lyon paid tribute to Mallet on social media after the news came through that he passed away on Friday, aged 76. Mallet played 32 test matches for Australia, mostly in the 1970s, and then he went on to become a successful coach and author. Philpott was also a bowler. He played eight tests as a leg spinner in the mid-60s, and then he had a long career in coaching with Australia, Sri Lanka, and with domestic teams all around the world. He was 86. And Davidson died aged 92. He played 44 tests in the 50s and 60s, and is considered one of Australia's greatest all-rounders. He starred in the first tied test back in 1960, where he became the first men's player to score 100 runs and take 10 wickets in a match. Davidson is in both the Australian and International Hall of Fame. It now means 227 of the 460 men's Australian test cricketers have passed away. We're off to the Russian city of Kazan now, where Aussie swimmer Kyle Chalmers set a new world record at a World Cup meet on the weekend, a record that stood for 13 years. Talk about Halloween and 13, but nothing unlucky for Chalmers <laughs> this weekend as he won gold in the 100 metres freestyle short course final, swimming a time of 44.84 seconds. Now, short course events take place in a 25 metre pool, which is a bit different to the races you see at the Olympics, which are long course races in a 50 metre pool. Now, Fez, this is a pretty big deal because the previous record was set by Frenchman Amaury Leveau in 2008 during the Supersuit era, and that's when swimmers wore full-body suits that help with both buoyancy and then reduced friction in the water. Between 2008 and 2009, more than 200 world records were broken by swimmers who were wearing these suits, so they were banned. Chalmers broke Laveau's record by just one-tenth of a second. Doesn't get much closer than that, Gabs. Uh, Chalmers won the gold medal in the 100 metres freestyle at the Rio Olympics and came second at Tokyo this year. So today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate. What was the margin Chalmers lost to American Caleb Dressel in the 100 metre free final in Tokyo? Those who watch the Olympics will probably know this one. Gabs, you got a clue? Yeah, he's not too far away from being the next James Bond. Not quite 007 just yet. Hey, Gabs, uh, find out the answer at the end of the show. And in the episode notes, I put a link to Cole Chalmers' world record swim if you want to check it out. A quick one now. We just want to say thanks to everyone who has filled out our survey. We want to keep growing the Sport Today podcast and knowing more about you really, really helps. Today is the last day the survey is still open, so you still have a chance to win the $100 Dan Murphy's gift card. All you got to do is just fill out the survey. It'll come in really handy this time of year, or you could give it as a Christmas present. Gabs, who would you give it to? Uh, it's my parents' anniversary around then, so this would save me a lot of money. i just give it to them. That's very sweet of you, Mark. <laughs> you can find a link to the survey in the episode notes. Um, all right, back to the show. How does this sound for a Hollywood story? A couple of movie stars invest in a struggling sports team and rule them all the way to the top. Well, that's what actors Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney are hoping for. They've bought Wrexham, a Welsh club in the fifth division of English football, and were on hand to watch their first home match on the weekend. But it didn't go quite to script. Nah, there wasn't the Hollywood ending people would have expected, Fez. Wrexham conceded a late goal to draw their match against Torquay in front of 10,000 fans and their new owners. 
If you haven't heard of Wrexham, they're the fourth oldest club in the world, started way back in 1864, and last year Reynolds and McElhenney bought it for around three and a half million Aussie dollars. Now, you might be asking why they did this. Well, Reynolds says it has a Cinderella aspect to it, and there is a doco crew following them around for every step. McElhenney said that the dream is to get them to the Premier League, but that's a really long way off. Yeah, it's a long way from fifth division. In fact, Wrexham's highest finish has been in the second division in the late 1970s. Stay tuned for the doco. It's called Welcome to Wrexham. Okay, time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye or what's coming up. And tomorrow is the Melbourne Cup, one of the biggest race days on the Australian sporting calendar. And tomorrow we're going to do a full Melbourne Cup preview. The horses to watch, the favourites, a bit of history about the event. Uh, That's all in tomorrow's episode, so make sure you don't miss it. Gabs, what do you got? Yeah, I'll be doing my form for that all afternoon, but not before I watch the World Series, which the Atlanta Braves could wrap up today. They lead 3-1, and another win today would seal their first World Series since 1995. Coverage begins on ESPN and KO at 11 a.m. Yep, that's the baseball season almost finished in America. As for today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate, what was the margin Aussies from Cole Chalmers lost to Caleb Dressel in the men's 100-metre freestyle final at the Tokyo Olympics? Gabs, you said it was close to James Bond. It was... 0.06 seconds. No time to lose. <laughs> 006 there, Gabs. What would that be? Like a fingernail? Less than a fingernail? It's, there's not, there was nothing in it. A chewed fingernail. A chewed fingernail, yep. Um, all right, that's it for us today. Thanks again for sticking with us, and we'll catch you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.